Everybody, how is everyone doing? Welcome to another episode. Welcome back to Uncensored, the truth about money. Um, we're still continuing from uh, where we left off last week. Um, we're still talking about uh, offshore investments, right? So this is episode number 11, um, part two of offshore investments. As per usual, I'm with our financial expert, our financial advisor, uh, Pratamza. Pratamza, how are you doing? Uh, no, I'm all good, my brother. How are you doing? I'm good, man. So, um, let's continue where we left off from last week, Nebra Tamza, still on the offshore topic. So, um, what I would like to know is what are what what are some of the challenges that one might face when they want to directly invest offshore? Um, and what what sort of procedures do they need to follow? All right. So the challenges that one may face is not knowing, you know all the information or getting all the information that they need um, to basically make the investment successful in, in, your, in the foreign in foreign investments yeah. so that's number one that being said you know one needs to do their research as much as possible so that they don't get caught off guard because with that being said you know you're not just um <clears throat> investing let's say in rands but now you are going into let's say pounds going into euros you're going into dollars and obviously you need to know you know how those currencies perform before going offshore um so but with that being said you know investing in emerging markets you know there's there's more risks with you investing in emerging markets like for example south africa is an emerging market like your brazil as well as like your emerging markets as well so with that being said they are very volatile because like of political unrest you know the economy is not yet stable and so forth so yet when you invest in like developed markets like america china um you know britain as well with those markets uh, they're much more stable um <clears throat> as opposed to your emerging markets so now the procedure you know of you opening or investing offshore directly so number one you need to open an offshore bank account so that's done through most financial um institutions they do offer the the service so you then Uchuna, will go to let's say a standard bank and say listen guys i want to open a foreign bank account so standard bank will basically open an account for you um through the isle of man where your funds will be kept either in pounds euros or dollars and you'll be then exposed you know to the different types of investments um that you can have show offshore so the nice thing about that is that when Ujunia invests let's say in dollars you know he gets his returns in dollars and when you want to cash out your your dollars they can invest them directly or deposit them directly into your you know dollar-based account so <clears throat> those are some of the channels that you can pursue when you want to invest directly um offshore everything that you have said like it's it's <laughs> it's making us very much interested in in putting our money overseas and, and taking the risk right so what i would like to know is um 
how much tax is charged on your investment when you're inve uh, investing offshore? Right. So how much tax is charged on your foreign investment? So yes. um, if you, <clears throat> yeah, so if you use like rents to, rents to invest in like offshore investments, um, so with foreign, like with foreign dividends and interests, so those are included in your taxable income, right? And those are taxed at an effective rate of 20%. So basically what that means is that if Uchunia, um, let's say invested a million rand and uh, a year later, uh, Junior gets with within their foreign investment gets 1.3 million. So of the 300,000, you'll be charged um, capital gains tax on that. So yeah, so you do get taxed on your, on your foreign investments. So what SARS also does that um, some other things to, to consider when when investing offshore is <clears throat> so with the first million so what what sar says that Uchuna has a million rand um to invest offshore without declaring or getting a, a tax clearance right but it's not just limited at that million um so you can apply to up to another 10 million um obviously with that you need a tax clearance from sars so those are basically some, you know, tax um, information around investing offshore. So you are charged by by SARS, not not where you have invested, not the country where you have invested your money. Yeah, hundred percent. So you're only charged, obviously, on the interest that that you do accumulate, and also um, the dividends. So you obviously have to declare those um, when you're doing your annual tax returns. So speaking of tax, what, what is meant by a tax haven? Right. So <clears throat> basically what tax haven means is generally that like people, um, if you associate haven, you know, with layman's terms, it's, you know, a nice place and, you know, yeah. rosy. And <laughs> sure. So a tax haven is generally an offshore country that offers foreign individuals and businesses with little uh, to no tax liability, you know. Um, so basically what they do is that they do not charge you any tax on your investments or you don't pay any tax, for example. Um, and then people will be like, okay, but how do those countries then make money? So they make money obviously from the capital um, that, you, <clears throat> that you put into, into their bank accounts, into their investments as well. So that's how they make money. So they don't make any money from, um, let's say, charging you tax on your investments. And then, you know, there's a list of some popular tax haven countries, um, which includes like the Bahamas, the Bermuda, uh, the British Virgin Islands, you know, the Cayman Islands, um, the island of Jersey. Hong Kong is also a tax haven as well. You know, I mentioned the Isle of Man earlier on. And another popular one is Mauritius. So all of these basically, they are tax havens. Uh, for individuals to basically, you know, pursue their foreign investments in. What is a what is a feeder fund? All right. So a feeder fund is an investment fund which does almost all of its investments through a master fund via a master feeder relationship. So it's a it's a situation similar to a fund of funds except that the master fund performs all of its, its investments. So basically what it means is that um, Junior, as the investor, 
um, invest into a feeder fund, right? And then behind the feeder hub fund, right, there's, so what they do is that they perform all the investments on behalf of Utrunia. So they've got leverage, let's say, in foreign currencies, as an example. So they'll do all the investing for Utrunia as opposed to Utrunia going, you know, directly offshore. So it's more of an indirect um, type of investment um, as opposed to the direct one that we spoke about earlier on. So Utrunia basically will approach like a company like Stanlib and say, listen, guys, I need to, you know, have some offshore exposure. I want to invest offshore. So what they'll do is that they'll give you, let's say, unit trusts, um, you know, that uh, have some exposure to, you know, whether it's dollars, whether it's pounds, whether it's euros, and they perform all the, you know, the foreign investments uh, for you um, on behalf of, obviously, Utrunia as the investor. So yeah, a feeder fund is basically that it performs all the investment purposes on behalf of the principal investor. Um, how how is this how is this different from from a unit trust? Um, so they're pretty much they're pretty much the same. Um, you know, I'm a feeder fund and and unit trust. So they basically perform you know the same platform, uh, well the same purpose. Uh, and that being said, is that with feeder funds, as I said, that they manage uh, all the, the investments uh, for you. And with similar to unit trust as well, is that they, they group a bunch of investments uh, for Utrunia and offer you, you know, like just one platform to invest through. So I've, I've noticed that FNP has a feature that's called um, saving foreign currency. Um, do you mind just explaining? Yeah. Do you, do, you, do you mind just explaining what that is, Pratamza? Yeah, so that's what I said. Like most of these banks now, <clears throat> they make it easier for people to invest offshore because they've seen that, you know, a lot of people are not really um, confident with what's happening currently in South Africa, mm-hmm. um, politically, uh, as well as, you know, how, where the economy is going. So a lot of people have actually been taking most of the of their monies offshore. Like I remember when I was still working in one of the banks, um, they, I think in one month, you know, like something like 64 uh, million rand was just taken out in in the space of a week um, to offshore. So, you know, banks are now seeing that, you know, let's, let's, let's be innovative and actually provide a means for purpose to, I mean, a means for people to actually, you know, get some offshore exposure. So with the FNB one, it's basically, so you open like an FNB global account. Okay. And you can start saving and and transacting in nine foreign currencies without having to, you know, go to a, an offshore specialist. So obviously that gives you access to your US dollars, your euros, your British pounds, um, savings and, you know, obviously you get charged like $20 per for the card, you know, per annum. So, yeah, so basically it's, it's, it's literally you having exposure to offshore investments um, through your local bank, um, through one of the, the accounts that they have. Um, do you know if other banks have this feature or is, is it only just F&B? Yeah, I know Standard Bank actually also has um, this feature as well. Um, I think it's called uh, Switch. 
Okay. So you you open okay. the virtual, yeah, it's like a virtual wallet where you can literally, you know, start saving in in euros, pounds, or US dollars. So as I said, that you know, like, but the trend is all around. So if one bank opens it, the others will basically copy it, or the other ones might have it already. So yeah, all most major banks should have you know this, this sort of feature. So thank you so much, Pratamza. Yeah, we've come to the end of our show. We've come to the end of episode 11 um, of Show Investment uh, Part 2. Thank you so much for listening, guys. There's a lot of information that has been shared here. A lot of valuable information that will help you um, in the future or whenever, you know, as we said, when we started with investment, you have to start investing now. You have to start saving now, you know. So please don't forget to uh, follow us on Instagram. Um, uncensored underscore the truth about money.